Fit like and welcome into the Fourth and Forever podcast. My name is Stuart Bothwell. His name is Darren Butter, and we are now thirteen weeks of the NFL season deep. How's it going, Darren? It's good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Um, I've been spending probably about three hours uh, perfecting my character's penis in uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, giving him a few little inflections around the eyes and stuff as well. Doing up his blush, uh, and he's looking pretty great. Oh, but, the irony that it's from your like first person. Yeah, it's his so first person game. <laughs> so you see him every now and again. There's an option to go and have a look at him in a mirror, and that's effectively it so far in terms of what you see. But there's all this like gear and stuff you can get. But yep, like I say, you never see it unless you're going into a menu or whatever. But anyway, we'll save that for the Cyberpunk podcast, which I'm probably going to start up in a few weeks. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Uh, Coming up this week, I think we had some some general plans what we're going to talk about, and we're thinking that it's time to bring the Hurts in Philadelphia. Uh, Lamar Jackson returns from COVID to deliver victory, but can he deliver the Ravens to the playoffs? And with only four weeks left, which of the remaining games are going to be the most important? But first, there were some major upsets in week 13, Darren. Um, where do you want to start? Um, Giant Seahawks, perhaps? Yeah, I'd say the Giants are a good place to start, seeing as we haven't spoken about them at all this season, because <laughs> they never really gave us any reason to. And, that, um, yeah, which, which I mean, given the fact that we were always talking about them previously, it was uh, maybe perhaps a welcome change to just find ourselves not talking about them for a while. Yeah. But they um, they did manage to, to kind of really... It may look on paper, if you hadn't seen any of the highlights, that it was an upset. But they really dominated that game. That defensive line really gave Wilson a lot of trouble. And I think if you can hold any Seahawks team at, like of the last five years to less than like 15 points or whatever it was, then you're doing mm-hmm. something really right on defense. And um, The Seahawks only had, was it uh, five points or something like that in going into the fourth qu- fourth quarter? Uh, whereas previously they were the the best offense in the NFL through the the, the other weeks, um, is, so is is that just uh, uh, just showing how good the the Giants defense is, or is it showing that there's something wrong with the Seahawks, or is it somewhere in between at the moment? No, I think it's showing how good the Giants defense was, especially because they obviously they had caught McCoy in on offense and Wayne Goldman. Wayne Goldman went off in this game. Wayne Goldman's been good. Been, yeah, he was, he kept me going in fantasy last year. He really did, does get into the end zone and does get himself some touches. You know, he's yeah. a, well, I, he's I, a I, I picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues when Christian McCaffrey went down, and uh, yeah, he's helped me stride to a number one uh, seeding in mm-hmm. that in that particular region. Just thought I'd put that one out there. <laughs> that was in that one that you you failed to make the playoffs in. Down, yeah, just yeah. thought I'd point that out. But yeah, uh, Goldman went off to the tune of 135 yards on 16 carries and uh, looked pretty good for it. Uh, Colt McCoy didn't exactly have the greatest game in the world, but he still managed to, you know, hold them in it. And um, yeah, 17-12 was the, the eventual score, and the Giants are now sitting at 5-7. and seven, Yeah. Which uh, is that tied for the lead in that division now? I believe so, with, yeah. Well, two teams with five wins in that division. Who would have thought it? 
And uh, I think that'll maybe take us on quite nicely to um, the other upset, uh, well, one of the other upsets from this week, and that was the Washington football team uh, turning over uh, the unbeaten previously Steelers 23-17. And um, just how good is it to see Alex Smith back winning games in the NFL? I said it before, but I'll say it again. Uh, and like he did this, uh, even in this game, he got one of his, one of his legs was totally gashed up by uh, by by a, a cleat, and uh, so he was just bleeding profusely. He said it was a gusher, and I'm just like, oh, please, no more leg injuries to Alex Smith. Is that going to get infected or something? And like he had this heads up play at the end of the first half, running off the pitch with the ball, meaning the refs couldn't get it back in time to put down for the field goal, meaning that they needed to clock, stop the clock on a technicality to get the K ball in which technically worked as a timeout for Washington. It just bought them that extra bit of time, uh, mm. which was just just smart. And, you know, one, one of those, um, you know, 200 IQ plays that you see um, showing up on YouTube um, yeah, he's, like compilations every now and again. There was a worry when he came back. They, his family put out an Instagram post just after they re-signed him for the year or whatever. They did something with the roster to bring him back and they were all celebrating it. This is... You know, just just after COVID, and um, he he was playing with his kid, celebrating that he was coming back, and he had like the the leg um sleeve on, the, you know, the compression, mm-hmm. and he just he didn't look fluid. He didn't look like he'd recovered, like he still had an issue of his hip or his leg was mm-hmm. just out. And there were lots of comments being like, "This is going to be a disaster if he ever has to play again." He's not. He doesn't look like himself. He looks skinny. He looks ill. And he's come back, and he's been he's been himself. Like we can't can't argue. Um, Chris Ballard did a an article with article with the Athletic this week where he literally said that you can't judge Indianapolis just now because the the Chiefs went four seasons with eleven wins. You know, like you you don't always win the Super Bowl, but you can be a really good team, and that's mm-hmm. what the Chiefs were with Alex Smith. You know, yeah. Sometimes you do need that, and. He was saying that with Philip Rivers are probably an eleven win team, but they're not a Super Bowl winner. But they'll get there is kind of what he was saying about that. But Alex Smith wins eleven games five years in a row <laughs> with the Forty ers and with the Chiefs. He was winning games, so it's, uh, to me, it's not a surprise they won this game. Mm. Maybe this game in particular is a surprise, but I'm not surprised to see them win five games with him back. I think, especially with like Chase Young and some of the talent they've got. Yeah, um, they do unquestionably have talent, but um, like you say, it was maybe it was the choice of team that they had to go against, and I mean, people are going to give Pittsburgh a bit of a, a like a, a squint at this point because they're going to look at them and say, okay, you've had to deal with a lot of weird scheduling, um, like interests, intrigues through the course of the season, uh, working off a really short week uh, again. Um, and you know you're you're maybe being affected by COVID with the likes of um, James Connor being out, um, but like they, they never really even tried to do anything with the running game in this one, which is strange because they were ahead in this game at halftime, fourteen three, and it wasn't until the fourth quarter where Washington came back and just piled on those 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 thirteen points at the end. Um, but that that was it. Like Washington just did enough to hang around, like just hang in it, and um, just just managed to cause Steelers enough problems. It was uh, I, I I don't know because like to, to, to this point, Steelers have been a good football team, but people haven't been giving them that much credit. 
pretty much because throughout the course of the season they've played trash. Yeah. Sorry, they played they played against trash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've not had the hardest schedule. The Browns and stuff. Yeah. Been the hardest. But yeah, yeah, you can only you can only beat who you're up against though. So, um, and the Steelers will have rather interesting. Uh, into the season as well, where they'll, they'll certainly be judged on that. It's all about you know what we've done recently, but um, like Washington's starting to have these guys come out of the woodwork now. You've got like Logan Thomas had a big game in this one. He's been throwing touchdowns as well as catching them. Uh, Antonio Gibson's looking great in the backfield. Not in this game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not they didn't really game, go but... for the running in this. I think they hmm. realised that that wasn't going to be because last week obviously Steelers, Gibson. Yeah, Steelers front's too. They've strong. taken Gibson out of it after he got three touchdowns last week, and, mm-hmm. and you know Ron Rivera and Alex Smith have come up with a game plan to do something else, mm-hmm. win a different way. And um, it was interesting. The the NFL had Big Ben mic'd up. And Chase Young came up to him at the start and was like, I love you, you're one of my favourite players of all time. And Ben's like, I hate when they do that because it makes me want to like them. (laughs) And then, um, like, two minutes into the game, Chase Young gets through on Ben, but he grabs him and holds Mm -hmm. him and hugs him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I didn't hit you hard because I love you, and then ran off again. (laughs) And part part of me was like, Chase, should you really be saying that when you literally two weeks ago, like, broke Joe Burrow's life? (laughs) Well, he didn't like him. him. <laughs> he just obviously didn't like him. He hit him really hard and tore every ligament in his knee. Um, but it did make me laugh. And then um, Mike Tomlin at the end of the game was saying to Chase Young, like, hey, I don't want to ever be bad enough to draft you. <laughs> so my, my goal in life is to never be, never draft someone that looks like you because mm-hmm. I'm never high enough in the draft. I want to look into a TJ Watt instead yeah. and just, just go with that. Um, oh, Chase Young and TJ Watt on the same team. Oh, boy, that would be crazy. Oh. Uh, interesting. Uh, this is the first time uh, since 2016. Actually, no, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase it. The Washington football team has scored 20 plus points for since six straight games for the first time since 2016. God, there really is some trash in the NFL, isn't there? Yeah. So, but yeah, looking looking good for for Washington. Like, there's certainly a team that's on the rise after a really sluggish start. But you know, you can certainly anticipate that. Um, but I don't know. Like, are we thinking it's between them and the Giants now going forward? Because like, I don't <laughs> think we feel any any love for the, the Eagles. Cow- I Although, saw the standings and the Cowboys and the Bengals. Like, Bengals are what, two, one, and nine, and the Cowboys mm. are three and nine. It's like if you are spending that much money on your stadium and your football team and your facilities, you have to be better than a half be game against the Bengals. <laughs> Bengals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just the NFC is still a mess, but I think Alex Smith and Ron Rivera are kind of proving that they're the most probably competent, um, experienced mm-hmm. kind of duo in the league, and that should get them places. But I can't count Coach Judge, what he's done with um, with that Giants defense, and just generally their mentality is yeah. really impressive. I think I think Joe Judge is probably getting it right there. Um, I mean, obviously they lost Saquon Barkley, their talisman, at the very beginning of the season, yeah. which totally derailed everything. But they're, they're still hanging around in this... God awful division. I wonder if and they wish, beating yeah. a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl hopeful, but I don't think I can really take the Seahawks serious no, anymore. With with respect to the, the Giants, squad they want, probably wanted to have, but mm-hmm. the Giants. I wonder if they wish they'd maybe invest a bit more in this team at the start of the year. You know, if they'd maybe picked up like a Josh Norman, or you know, if they'd spent a bit more money on adding. I think they thought they were going to be bad, and mm. this year was like a 
you know, a clubhouse year where they figure it out. And now they're looking at going, oh, we might actually play against Tampa they at, can make at, the at home. And if they play against they, Tampa at home, I feel that they might win that game. Yeah, because it's Tom Brady against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, seemingly difficult for him. Um, yeah, um, we'll, we'll go back to the NFC East shortly because, like, as I mentioned before, I do want to speak about the Jalen Hurts situation there. Um, but there was another almost upset on the cards that I feel that we can't go by. <laughs> and that was that the New York football Jets were up against the Raiders. I thought you were going to go to the Broncos. Oh, no, no, no. no, <laughs> n- Not that one. I don't need to bother with that. I mean, we, we can. We can go on to that one at some point. You competed but... for three quarters and then Mahomes was Mahomes. Yeah, kind of happens. Um, <laughs> Jets were up 28-24 yeah, with 13 seconds left in the game. And Greg Williams, sorry, well, Raiders are driving. Greg Williams, the New York Jets defensive coordinator, just brings the house. Zero blitz. Yep. Leaving Henry Ruggs one-on-one, one-on-one with uh, the non-quarterback Lamar Jackson meaning it's not someone who can keep pace with Henry Ruggs, who just blew past him and was left about six six feet open on him. And that, that was just too much. And that ends up costing Greg Williams his job. And everyone's been overanalyzing this and saying, like, oh, well, it's because it's this is proof that they're tanking. Like, no, no one in the right mind would do that. And it's like, no, no, no. He does it. Yeah, this is a Greg, this is very, very much a Greg Williams thing to do. It's he just did called, it against the Seahawks when yeah. he was the coach of the Browns. Balls to the wall, idiocy, trying to leave his mark. He doesn't just want to win the game. He wants to bury the quarterback as he does it. And, like, that's his, his talismanic play. But, no, he just made a right mess of this one. It was um, it was funny though because it's like there is no, there was, it's common. It's really hard for players and coaches to actually tank in the NFL. GMs can tank, but actual yeah. players and coaches can't. Yeah, they want to win because they're, they're all to, playing for is, their jobs. If you're going to, this is how you do it. <laughs> Unless your GM is coming around to people and saying like, <laughs> "We're going one on one on the cornerback. You have yeah. to like just let it go." You know, he just t- tells his individual players like, "Look, you're not going to play very well this year." And I'm going to give you a lot of money on the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, like, teams don't want to tank. Players definitely don't want to tank. They have careers. They're real professionals. They've got to keep going with that. They have no interest in losing for the sake of the... sake of what the team's future is going to be. quarterback. Their future means nothing. (laughs) It's... It's... They're... They're they're present. And their own careers. How do you feel if you're Darnold, though? Like, it just... There's nothing you can do. They're not trying to make you any better. They're not trying to. He's playing for his next contract. Yeah, they're not big. But it's not. It's not going to be there. Yeah, he needs to keep showing something, uh, and 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 make it clear that he is a viable quarterback in this league. Maybe give him you know a better team around him. But I mean, the the Jets aren't awful. They've got pieces there, like Mackay Becton when he's in the lineup. He's been really good. He's really good. Yeah, their receiving core is looking good. Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims. Um, Denzel Mims is really underrated in this. um, This like rookie you know, pull because he plays for the Jets. But mm. he's had some really good moments. Yeah, he was out for the beginning of the season, really. So he's kind of... From Baylor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of just faded away into obscurity purely because he's on the Jets after they were already, like, seven losses deep. Um, but, yeah, Denzel Mims is certainly a, a, a very underrated player. But he's one that we'll, we'll I think we're going to see more of in the future. Uh, he's going to be ca- catching passes from uh, Trevor Lawrence next year, so we'll see what happens. Mm. Um... Yeah, 
what was I going to go on with there? Uh, not entirely sure, but let's just move on to the NFC East again. We back at it again. We keep doing it, but this is because we called it, although it was pretty obvious that it was going to happen. Jalen Hurts replaced Carson Wentz and their blowout loss to the Packers. And uh, a bit of a mixed bag from Jalen Hurts, but a mixed bag is better than a trash bag, <laughs> which is what you were getting from Carson Wentz there the course of this entire season. So Hertz had a couple of really nice throws. Um, he threw a touchdown, which to Wentz's credit, he was applauding on the sideline, but you know that doesn't mean anything. Uh, and a pretty ugly interception towards the end as well, though. But it looks to me, actually, I think it's been confirmed now that Jalen Hurts is going to be starting for the Eagles next week yep. against the Saints. So I am... Um, we're not going to find anything about Jalen Hurts out in this game that just happened. Um, next week will be interesting when he comes in. Um, but I just want to kind of go through uh, the contract. Oh, the <laughs> Carson Wentz contract. not even started yet. Yeah, the Carson Wentz contract is not favourable. Like, there's there's some contracts out there, like, say, Matt Stafford's or something, where it's yeah. like, you know, the guaranteed money has already been paid. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tradable. But Carson they, Wentz is... Difficult. Yeah, they split this year, so his base salary for last last year was seven hundred k, but he got eight million in signing bonus. Mm-hmm. This year he gets because it's the last year of his rookie deal. He's getting one point four and then another five. That, that sounds all right. And then an eight million roster bonus. Yeah, okay, that's that's all right. Yeah. 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 So what next, next year, year, Darren. Next year he gets a twenty. He gets a ten million dollar roster bonus, which he might not get if he's not on the roster. Mm. He gets a $3.5 million signing bonus if he's on the roster. Mm-hmm. And he gets a $15.4 million base salary, which he will get. Mm-hmm. In 2022, they he gets $22 million and a $3 million bonus mm-hmm. and a $1,000 uh, roster $1,000? Yes, but um, if the Eagles don't want Carson Wentz in 2022, they can... Give up eighty one million, and he can just go on his own way, which is twenty five million a year oh, dead cap for two years. Ouch, ouch! So pretty much, you give him eighty one million to walk away, and then you have to you'll have twenty five million less on the cap for those two years. Uh, but if, if they, they can't get rid of him, but if they keep him for twenty twenty three and twenty four, then he's another ten. He's another twenty eight million in twenty three, and another twenty six million in twenty four. Like who could even afford him for that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, that that's just a really unfriendly contract for trading purposes. Yeah. He also had sixty million incentives that he's never going to reach because not good enough. Hmm. So. So, let let's just say, for example. They keep him for next season. Um, in terms of, I'm looking at cap space, and by, 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 by 2022, the Steelers will have some cap space at the moment. But no, I don't think so. Uh, Patriots, well, maybe Buccaneers. If like, but it's it's a reclamation project thing. But you're going to still have to pay top dollar for yeah, it. If you can if get Darnold it. on a one year, eight million. Yeah. When, you know, Dar- Darnold's probably showing more than Carson Wentz this year, which is really that, saying something because Sam Darnold's not that showing one anything. Monday night play where he like ran the whole field is enough from Darnold for me to tip him over Wentz. Oh yeah, who did he do that against? Broncos. It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, still, still lost that game though. So 
Yeah. I mean, what, how, how do you handle it? Do you just you have don't. to say, I like, I think you, you have to hope the it. NFL put in, like, some John Wall NBA insurance thing where you get to offset some of the contract because it just was such a... Look, if he was injured... If they sign, yeah, they sign a if contract, If he was, like, super it. injured, then maybe the NFL would give them some, like, you know, trade exceptions or something, but he's not injured. They've just made a really bad decision. And it's not even, like, Jared Goff, where it's like, oh, well, we paid him and we know what he is so we can manage it. It's... He's shocking and he's seeing ghosts and he doesn't know how to play football anymore. So do you take another year letting him get his bearings again? In the hope that he recovers and becomes himself again, or do you think the two knee injuries and the concussion if, if Jalen are hurts, too much and he's never going to get back? I think that that head injury last year was probably worse than. Like, I just think like maybe mentally, maybe in his mind, because he had a good year last year technically on mm. paper, and he was winning a playoff game until he had to go off. So he obviously can do something, but he's done absolutely nothing this year, and some of his mistakes have just been. What what are you doing? Like what are you even looking at? Like explain it. Like I think if you were to put him on a whiteboard and get him to explain why he made a decision, he wouldn't even be able to do it, you know? Yeah. And you just can't run a team. I just think so many players anyone on that team that hasn't already got a Super Bowl ring will be very angry with Carson Wentz right now. <laughs> and you can see the people that are coming out in support of him are like Kelsey and Ertz and players that have already got their ring. Yeah. They're not bored. They've they've won their ring. They've got their contracts. It's the rookies and stuff looking at it going. How am I so, meant to get my second deal if he's throwing but, me the ball? I mean, like, it, do do we think? I mean, obviously Carson Wentz is part of the problem, but he's he's surely not the whole problem, because they've well, lost is, like three of their starting offensive linemen at, and at what least. Has Doug Peterson done to not helped. Doug, to, Doug Peterson help really him. he's flip flopped a lot. Um, but I mean, with with the personnel that's there, you sometimes you just can't help injuries. Um, there, there's no easy way of fixing it, obviously. Otherwise, they would have done it by now. Yeah. But um, yeah, they they basically they saw what Carson Wentz was, which at the time was one of the best young up and coming quarterbacks in the NFL who had an MVP caliber season. And then he's just fallen off a cliff since then because of injury and the situation around him. Like he needs he needs a reboot, and it's going to be too hard because with what. The issue with Wentz is he's obviously he's going to get that eighty million guaranteed. Good for him, but that's going to be a weight on him having a career, because they can't convert that money. Whoever signs him or trades for him can't convert that money into signing bonus like Flacco and Osweiler and <laughs> pa- Paxton Lynch and how many other Broncos quarterbacks? Just work, working their way back, <laughs> working right, their yeah. way through. Yeah, it's hey, all right. We had a Peyton Manning in there for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you're not. They're not going to be able to convert that to signing bonus and relieve the cap. It's going to be a cap bite, regardless of what they do. Um, so, is another team going to take a twenty-one million dollar cap hit to gamble on Wentz? If they have the space, then and, and they're needing a quarterback, they might. But I think that's the main problem: is that most of the teams in the NFL don't need to take a risk on a quarterback yeah, and, anymore. And GMs like Howie Rosen, ironically, and and Ballard and that are proving that you can have an okay quarterback if you invest that money wisely elsewhere mm. on free agents and good rookies and good, you know, scouting and stuff. You can That's what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. 
now. Like, he doesn't need a Jimmy Garoppolo there. Yeah. You can probably just Do move on that, from that. So there's a stat that says that out of um, the three the three quickest players to get to a certain amount of, like, attacking yards in their career, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the yardage was, but the shortest time it's taken, mm-hmm. and it kind of shows you how they're playing football just now, but the three players were Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Interesting. So the quickest to like 2,000 passing yards or whatever it was. What? How? What? Nick Mullins? Yeah, so it's like, that's the way the league... Nick Mullins should not be in the same breath yeah, as Patrick Mahomes the way the and Lamar Jackson. Because they've been in the league the same amount of time. And they're the, the players that have... I'm not sure what the stat was, but it was literally the quickest to this thing. And PFF were like, this doesn't make any sense, but this is just the way it is. These guys are the rookies that have been in the league the longest. I just found a thing on FanDuel, but the, the website's 404 on me. But um, yeah, apparently there's there's some stat that proves he's better than you think, but he's not really. He's no, not that good. He, I think if they gave him more opportunity to grow with the squad, he might be able to do it. But mm. that first couple of games he got where they took him out for um, uh, the Chris, yeah, whatever his name is, Brefford, they um, he did C- C- yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't play well. Yeah, so, apparently it was, oh, I think the stat you're probably looking for was the only two quarterbacks in NFL history to have thrown 2,600 passing yards and 14 touchdowns in their first nine career starts. Patrick Mahomes and Nick Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Nick. Hey, he's doing all right for himself. He's going to be an excellent backup quarterback somewhere down the yeah, line. Yeah, but this is, we still have to have this podcast about how, um, how the whole quarterback carousel is going to go because there's going to be too many changes. good quarterbacks for yeah. the teams. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? The NFL going to turn around to the marketing team like, hey, uh, Big Ben has to go because some of these young boys need to get some games. Exactly. We just got to move them out now. Yeah. It's like uh, we're bored here. We need them. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to see certain teams that might blow things up. Like I don't know the the Lions might do that. Um, I think who else might move on from quarterbacks. Um, obviously the Jaguars, but they know where they're going. Yeah. If I was the Jacks, I'd um... Bears. They might not lose bad enough to get a good quarterback in the draft. Might want to trade up. Don't have the capital, but we do that. I don't think with Zach Wilson probably going in the top fifteen. Mm. I don't think you need to trade up Maybe. <laughs> for a quarterback in this. Well, but this, the this thing is, is like Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and there's another uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, but I mean, people think oh, it'll be like oh, we've got all these guys there. Uh, there's all these options. Oh, people are going to drop down and things. But people always reach. People always want to take yeah. them higher. So there's always that risk that you might lose out on your guy. If I was... Justin Herbert. Oh, man, what a stupid pick going to the Chargers with the seventh overall pick or whatever it was. What's their record? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I watched the highlights <laughs> for the... I was going to say game. I didn't even against watch the, Patriots. the highlights. I just knew. A- absolute debacle. In fact, let's let's just have a quick sidebar to I, talk I about... I like looked at that and was like, cool, I'm getting about 18 fantasy points this week because it was all defensive and special teams. I was like, yeah. this is really bad. And that's what your um, your coaching is decided by, especially when you're going up against someone like Bill Belichick. You, <laughs> if you're bad on defense and you're bad on special teams, then you lose 45 now. When, yeah, when you're... <laughs> you're winning... So when you win 45 nothing, right... And your quarterback needs to throw more than five yards. Yeah, you like Cam Cam Newton had about what twenty more yards passing than they did points at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, that is just ridiculous. How is that even possible? And it's just special teams, defense, gunner, 
Gun- Gunnar Olszewski, um, just getting involved all over the place. Um, every time I was looking up from my phone because I knew fine well that I had no interest in this game, um, was he was all over the place. See, but, me and you are different because I'm now. I, I now find like New England. I think I said this last one. I just find New England so intriguing now, and mm. I would love. I'd love to watch them. I. We're Don't, move do on. not wish them into the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. But I will mm. say that they're one of my um, big games for the end of the season. But mm. um, they... I just think it's fun. You know, they've got Digger or Dugger. Dugger. Gunners getting games and Cam can't throw the ball. And <laughs> Damian <laughs> Harris Cam Newton has 11 rushing touchdowns on the season. But also just five passing touchdowns. It's like... That's just Bill yeah. using him for what he's... Yeah, they're finding ways for. to get six wins at the moment. You know, they're they're at 500, but... Man, the Chargers. Like, they usually find ways to lose, but this this was a a whole different ball game. Like, they like I was until this point, they'd not lost a game by more than uh, a single score all season. And they lost by many, many, many scores in this game. Anthony Lynn, does he have a job next season? No, I don't think he has a job next week. Ooh. The the issues I, I really like Anthony Lynn. He's um he seems like a, a wonderful guy. Everyone loves him, and he's he very great. um passionate, and he's done some really cool stuff with NFL films about for charities and and for like um he's really likable, but you stuff. can't you can't just and, build a career on that. Well, I I would love like if the Chargers were to move on, I think some like Salah from Forty Niners would be. Really good. I don't know with if, with the talent on that defense. Yeah, I don't know. Which if, did not I show think, up. I think they need to go that. They need to go more defensive because that's where their talent is, and and then just go for a young up and coming offensive coordinator that they can mm. groom. Because if they if they were to go for like the enemy, then I, I just don't know. I don't think it. Right yeah, I don't think it plays to their strengths. Like the the Dolphins went for Flores because they had Howard and. Byron Jones and they knew what they were doing on defense, mm. and that's how they built the team. And if if Flores doesn't know what he wants to do on offense, he'll just get someone who's knows more about it than he does. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a much easier thing to do, especially with the college stuff. Yeah, the way the college is being played, you can easily go to the college and get an offensive coordinator that will do what you tell them to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this forty-five points on special teams and defense too. A Patriots team who don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing, and they're not going to make any fans. Yeah, you imagine being the owner of that team and seeing that scoreline, and just being like, "How are we ever going to sell merchandise and get tickets sold and live, be in LA if that's what mm-hmm. if that's what we're getting?" Yeah. Nice. San Antonio Chargers has a great name too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I told and you. I, yeah, yeah. I just don't think they're going to be an LA team for very long if they keep losing games, prime time games like that. No, nah, they're going to do the old uh, the old Raiders thing. You know, just move from from one place to another and then just away again because well, last, nobody really wants them there. Last year when the Steelers played them and the whole crowd was Steelers. Yeah. Oh just, man, that was so tragic. And then um, but funny. Duck Hodges, Duck Hodges end up winning against <sighs> Phil Rivers. And it's oh, like, this man. is the worst. This is the lowest of the low. No, nah, it was a thing of beauty. And I think um, that's when you knew Rivers were gone. Yeah. Oh, man, like, yeah, he was uh, tanking really that hard last Minka. season. That was all Minka. Oh, Min- big, got, like, big, big Minka game. Um, just going to run through a really impromptu uh, uh, sort of quiz for you here, Darren. Okay. I'll say a quiz. Uh, I'm just wanting to ask your opinion, effectively, okay. um, on when these coaches all get fired. <laughs> 
uh, I don't or, want to or if, anyone to lose. Their so job. no, no, no. But like with with the way things are going, uh, like is it so? The, the answers are going to be uh, now this week. <laughs> Um, before already. the end of the season let me just check Twitter to see if it's already happened <laughs> this week before the end of the season after the end of the season or they keep their job so Matt Nagy with the Bears they're 5-7 and seven um, now just lost a terrible game against the Lions where they were ahead by about 10 points with 2 minutes to go I Big don't fumble, lost it. think they will get rid of Matt Nagy ok cool so that's a, 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 a no I think that they're going to draft another because Matt Rag- Rag- to be honest, Matt Nagy has done a lot with what he's had because some of his offensive decisions, like in terms of how he play designs, are actually really good. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff he's done with Trubitsky in the red zone has been like, how did you do that with him? So I think if you're getting a Trey Lance or a Fields or something, Nagy's they, they probably the him. right coach. Mm. But Trubisky's just, I couldn't even... Tarek Cohen on Twitter just... Where even is he? He's injured. Oh, Towards okay, ACL, right. but he was like... How did we lose that game? Yeah. Bears defense has fallen off a cliff as well, man. That's not good for them at all. Um, okay, next up, uh, Zach Taylor, the Bengals. I think they have to... Considering how... The situation's was, been... Iffy. Considering how he was playing... But is it a GM... Do you think it's a GM decision to get rid of... To not protect Burrow, like... To not take him out of games they're not winning and mm. maybe give him the year to learn. Like I, a lot of people are now in I hindsight know. saying that he shouldn't have been playing behind that line and he should have done them home. Yeah, but like hindsight's always twenty twenty, and, and they didn't they didn't pick up. And it's not I don't think it's on the coach if they don't pick up a Flacco or a, a Fitzpatrick or something to play the first eight games in front of Borough to teach him and to see how the line looks. I don't know if that's on the coach or if that's on the GM. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably going to be a clean sweep of both of them if they do decide to mm-hmm. move on, which is going to have a lot to do with Burrow. Okay, don't don't over-talk because uh, you know there's plenty of other things to talk about okay. and we've got very limited time to do it. Um, Doug Marone, Jacksonville Jaguars, they're 1-11. People, I think people have just forgotten that Doug Marone is still coaching in Jacksonville yeah, he, because he should be long gone, yeah, surely. He'll, he'll be gone as well. Yes, surely. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, yeah, and now into the New York Jets. Adam Gase, does he still have a job? Yes. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. No, doesn't like we we know it. <laughs> uh, we we know what we all think of that one. Uh, ooh, uh, the tricky one, Doug Peterson. Um, I think he'll still be there, but I think he should probably have jumped mm. himself. Yeah. Nah, he he won't want to give up on that one. Uh, and Anthony Lynn, we're saying end of the week, was it you were saying, potentially? Oh, it'll be, he'll there's probably, there's only two games or something left, so he'll probably, there's like four. Mm. Uh, a curly one for you here, Denver Broncos, Vic Fangio. Oh, he drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> he needs to learn how to do timeouts in the last five minutes of mm, matches, because he just, how many games do you think he's, I'll turn it on you, how many games do you think he's thrown away in the last two years? Five. At least five. Yeah. five. There was the one with the Nick, the Chubb, um, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, the the uh, quarterback. What? The like rushing the quarterback. Oh, yeah, that was totally unfair. Yeah, and then he didn't call his timeouts <laughs> properly. Didn't give you guys another chance to get the ball. And yeah, that game against the Titans this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Monday night where he didn't call any timeouts, and they ended up 
running the clock right down for Gruskowski to clean. It's like, why did he start? I, I, I know, I know. You could have got the wall back. I know, needed, Darren. Needed the three points. I to, know. And had like a minute. But you only had like eight I seconds know. or something because he didn't call any timeouts. I know. Everyone's like, Vrabel's a genius. No, <laughs> no I, I could call a game better than Fangio at the moment. Um, oh, I think I could call a game better than Fangio and Madden. Like have... And I always accidentally press the middle button and call timeouts <laughs> when I don't need to. And I still do them better than like, Fangio does. Like, he's, he's, he's got together a really good defence and that is his main thing. That's, that's his shtick. They got Pat Shermer as their offensive coordinator, and I was—I'm always ever the optimist whenever anyone new comes in. I'm like, oh, maybe he just didn't have the right scenario where he was. Bring him, bring him back in. But no, Pat Shermer's not been the answer on offense. But perhaps also, you know, you're giving him Drew Locke as well. You know, so can you be like, hey, Vic? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna let you go back to be the defensive coordinator. Here's a bonus to. You know, bonuses. You have to sell your house. And no. Here's some, a little bit more money, and no, no. we'll go and get Arthur Smith for some. No, or no, no. Oh, interesting. Uh, one last one. Uh, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. Oh, I think he'll stay, but the um, Nolan, Mike Nolan, will be gone. Mm, there's talks about uh, maybe Mike McCarthy just kind of lied to get his job, but um, we'll. <laughs> I'm not actually Mike McCarthy. Have you ever lied in a CV before? Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite thing on my CV. That's currently on my CV because I don't actually have to ever apply for jobs. Is um, that I completed the Lion King on Sega when I was in nineteen ninety six. Oh wow! In, when you, I was you, eight, you did that when I was eight. I completed the Sega Lion King game, and my dad said it was the most impressive thing he's ever Dad, I didn't. I didn't know that. Like, why are like why didn't you go pro? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I left. It, it was they... literally so hot to the touch. It like mm. took like a day. Oh man! Obviously, not really a thriving esports scene. No, but I think they the... should play it now. I think they should get these guys that play Counter Strike and stuff, and they should have to play Lion King on the Sega. Oh man, you're, you're a cruel man. You are non-stop, a cruel, cruel man. If you win that, you're a world champion of the of, of the world. Of, you're of the all, world champion of, sport, of the world of, of all video time. games ever. And if you if you have a tie, mm-hmm. then you have to complete Aladdin because uh, Aladdin wasn't very <laughs> wasn't very easy either. Well, I've completed Aladdin. Well, it depends on which version it is. Anyway, we'll save that for the Mega Drive podcast, shall we? Uh, Lamar Jackson returned for the Ravens, and they looked like themselves again, albeit against a Dallas team that just it doesn't look like themselves. I didn't even know that, that game was on. Linebacking core looks terrible for for Dallas, uh, and Lamar Jackson like running in circles. Yeah, uh, several times. Yeah, the the Ravens ended up putting up about three hundred yards rushing in this game, and that's all they really needed to do. Um, so. They're two games back on the Browns now, right? Mm-hmm. The Ravens themselves, they have the Browns, obviously. Browns will have the Ravens. Yep. Prime time. And then they have the Jags, Giants, and Bengals. Whereas the Browns have oh, the Ravens, Giants, Jets, and Steelers. So you've got... They've effectively got like that that easier slate of games in the middle, but the Giants are no pushover. They're, they're a berserker team right now. They could do something to you. So, in case you couldn't tell, this will segue nicely into uh, our biggest game section that we're going to be coming up with here. But I just kind of want to focus on this particular scenario because this division is fascinating to me. Because you've got the Steelers who've got 11 wins, just had their first loss, and people don't believe in them. You have the, the the Ravens who've had their problems this season, but... On their any given day, they can still come up and, and beat anyone. And then you've got the Browns, who've also had a soft enough set, soft enough schedule, but they just beat up on the Titans, who okay don't have the best pass defense, but 
you know, they're still a tough team to take down. Who comes out on top of this? What's the scenario? Um, well, I've been running this, the numbers in my head. Now, if the Browns beat the Ravens and the Steelers, and then the Steelers lose, mm-hmm. there is a way for the Browns to win the division mm-hmm. right now because they have to play everyone again. Um, and they've already beaten the Bengals twice. Mm, yeah, okay. But yeah. there's a point. Like I was just saying, who's going to get there out of the issue the, is, or what was going to happen yeah. with the Ravens and Bengals or Ravens and Browns? But that so is the, interesting that they like the Steelers themselves have Bills, Bengals, have harder... Colts, Browns. So Steelers have the harder slate towards the end. Yeah. Mm. So if the Browns win both their division games and the Steelers lose a couple, then the Browns will be top of the division. Whereas there isn't really a lot of ways for the Ravens to come back against the Steelers. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, like, the Ravens can't win this division. Can't win anymore. it, but they can knock Browns out or at least be the third team yeah. from that division to get in. Um, and that's only because the Bengals are so bad. Mm-hmm. Right, so key, key game, obviously, is Monday night. Ravens and Browns. Because that Brown- will really decide. Because like, if, if the Browns manage to get three games ahead of Baltimore... That's that's it. They're in, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah they'll they'll be in the playoffs. Um, but but, Bra- but if the if the Ravens manage to win, then they're just one game back on the Browns, and then the Browns have to play Steelers. <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh man! Like honestly, like but would hear of Browns if we lost from this position? Yeah. We didn't make the playoffs. But the just watch what goes on in this division. Effectively, the it's... the issue is that the the Browns have a kind of a little brother, kind of. Little complex, complex yeah. yeah, against um, the Steelers and the, the Ravens. They just don't seem to be able to play against them. Mm-hmm. But last year, the Browns, who are a better team this year, beat the Ravens by like 40 points. So <laughs> I guess it just depends on... I think it really just depends on who turns up. And I would, I would rather have Garrett and Vernon mm-hmm. than have Lamar. I think that... Ooh. I think that the the Browns defense has a chance to really disrupt Lamar in this game, if they believe in themselves. Because like, if you believe in yourself, well, last, you can do anything. The last two times they've played their own division rivals, they've mm-hmm. been absolutely terrible, and they've not given themselves a chance to even be in it. They're like fourteen yeah. 0 down to the Ravens after like four minutes, or something. Mm. and that means they can't run the ball, they can't do what they want to do. Baker has to throw it too much. Yeah. Although last week when Baker threw it quite a bit, yes, he no, was fantastic. No one was touching him. Yes, he only had two pressures all game. Yes, and considering he only you had two pressures that, all game, having get any pressures in the second half, and they only scored three points. So yeah, wasn't the most was, ideal, but was, maybe they took the throw off the gas at that point. Anyway, um, money where your mouth is. Who wins this? Uh, who wins the division? The Steelers win the division. Okay. Think. And... I think Steelers will win that Browns game. The only way the Browns can come, but even if the Steelers were to rest players in the final game, it's because they've already won the division. So I don't think there's a way that the Browns can usurp the, mm. the Steelers like realistically. So given the the scenarios around the rest of the league, like the Ravens are on the back foot, but they have a comparatively easier schedule for the last three games than I some of these other teams. Well, they, they're, they're, they're up against basically they're up against the Miami Dolphins at eight and four. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts eight and four, and the Tennessee Titans eight and four in that division. Uh, Cleveland Browns, obviously, and Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't know, like I, I, I still see potentially the, the Colts are going to be up there. I don't know. 
I'm just I'm I'm, I'm bab- babbling there. Anyway, let's let's move on to the biggest games of the rest of the season and just kind of go by by week really. I think so. I just want to just kind of point these out. I don't want to spend too much looking into them. Just like a key point on each one, effectively. Yep. So. I had a bit of a tie uh, in week 14 with the Cardinals versus Giants and the Washington football team versus the 49ers because that could go a long way in deciding how those respective divisions pan out because the, the NFC West, obviously the, the Cardinals and 49ers are still doing their best to keep pace there, uh, whereas the Washington football team and the Giants are doing their best to slug it out for uh, for the top end of that division. And yeah, it's... it's um, if if the Cardinals can can win, then they're Cardinals they're, they're still right in it. Now. Yeah, that's it. The, the, the Cardinals are heading downwards. As are well, the 49ers are fluctuating all over the place. Do you want to get up at seven a.m. and watch the Bengals v Cowboys? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's an it's interesting a few big games. It's the Raiders yeah. versus the Colts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the uh, the Buccaneers Vikings. Which if the Vikings win that game, considering the Vikings last season won a playoff game. They're not really a team you want to face in the playoffs. Mm. And the Bucks really have an opportunity here to shoot themselves in the face. In the face? Yeah. Rather like part of shoot shoot yourself in the foot, but shoot yourself in the face is pretty dramatic. Yeah. Um speaking of pretty dramatic, we've alluded to it already, but Steelers at Bills is uh, a big game in, in terms Bills. of that like both those divisions really. Um because you would think that the loser of that game is giving the teams behind them a shot at catching up. Maybe slightly less so with the Bills, but actually, no, it's only one game, actually, back to Miami, which is incredible. By the way, Brian Flores, coach of the year. And um, also the Ravens at Browns, which uh, it's got to be game of the week, really. And yeah. Browns could essentially knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. Browns have got two games, so next week's prime time as well. They've mm. been They've been flexed. So they're the Sunday night game next week. Oh, the week right, after okay. next against the Giants. It's because they're kind of fascinating to watch again. Yeah, and the Giants. And it's the Giants. I think every single Giants game until the end of the season is like must watch because they've got the Browns and then, <laughs> and then they've got the Ravens. Oh boy, oh boy. And yeah, like it, it, it could be terrible. <laughs> the Ravens could win that Giants game like 50. I want to see Daniel Jones back in there because I do actually want to watch a game with Daniel that Jones in it that I want... Yeah, it has to mean something. So last year, the Tampa Bay game, his first game when he got the two rushing touchdowns yeah. and they won on the field goal. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite game. Of the, that was one of my favorite games to watch of the year. That was fun as hell. Other than the Dolphins Patriots game for obvious reasons at the end, mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl itself, oh, man, that which was I really enjoyed. Like it's one of those were moments. Like my favorite games. Oh man, that 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 um, Dolphins um, New England game from last season. Yeah, I just I just remember where it was, on. watching it in uh, in a hotel room in New Plymouth. Just bouncing around all over the place, supposed to be getting ready to go out, like screaming at the, the laptop. <laughs> ah, what's happening? Megan's like, what, what, What's happening? Is everything okay? I'm like, Yeah, it's just the dolphins are fucking piling it up against the. <laughs> what we can do is we'll set up the, both me and Jake's new TVs and we'll put it on in like a high def and oh. we can just sit and watch it in like 4K. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, week, so, week 15, or do you have anything else from week 14 that you want to look at in particular? No, I I, 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 I only have one game for week fifteen. By the way, I do agree that the Giants Cardinals is the big game, and it's going to come down to if Kyler's healthy because I don't think Kyler's healthy at all. Mm, yeah. I don't think he can throw the ball, and I don't think they want to run him in case he gets really hurt. So maybe they should be moving to like Stanton or whoever their backup is. Maybe they should just mm. give up. Well, well, you can't give up when you're I, still a couple of games uh, back. But if he's injured, he's injured. Yeah, but uh, like, 
It's, like they, it depends how injured he is. Like, he seems pretty darn mm. injured because look at the stats and the way he's playing. They only rushed him twice. Yeah, that does suggest to me that he's not exactly uh, wanting 100%. to take any hits. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, other than that, Seahawks Jets. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, week fifteen and the Kansas City Chiefs at the New Orleans Saints. What <sighs> more needs to be said? Yes, that's fine. This is the. Two best teams in the NFL with an asterisk yeah. next to it. Uh, so it depends on how much you like Taysom Hill and if yeah. he'll even be playing in this game. Uh, he uh, he looked he looked way better against Atlanta, actually, from a quarterback standpoint. Uh, he was throwing the ball quite well. Um, but if Breeze is healthy, he's probably going to go back in for, for that game, if not the game against Philadelphia in Week 14. I'm going to ask this guy... Anyone who's like torn an intercostal muscle or banged their ribs on something, ow. Yeah. Drew, Drew Brees has broken, what, 11, 11 ribs? ribs. He I... hasn't moved in three weeks. He'll be sitting in a bloody container, mm. doped up, literally probably lying on his bed watching TV for three weeks. I, oh my I can't God, even I could imagine. really do with that now. I, I... Could, I could play Cyberpunk <laughs> for three weeks. I couldn't even imagine Brees coming back. Like before the playoffs, like that's if he comes back, I don't know if it's because he thinks he's done and he has to come back to finish his career, or it seems like a really bad time. Like he was hardly throwing the ball well when he was playing, and you're gonna ask him to come back when he probably hasn't ran or taken a hit or done any training for mm. like three weeks because who can you can hardly move on a broken rib, let alone 11 of them. All right, week 14. Philadelphia Eagles. Taysom Hill throws for 280 yards, two touchdowns, and rushes one in. You have to keep for him week in. 15. Do you keep Taysom you have to Hill? Keep in? Him in. Mm-hmm. I think they have to keep him in now to the end of the regular season because they need to know: is he Steve Young or is he Taysom Hill? Like they keep saying, he's Taysom Hill, Darren. Yeah. that's that's his name. <laughs> yeah. But they keep giving giving off like overtures that they think he's going to be their Steve Young. And he's going to be their like future, and they're paying him this year as a flex, you know, as like a flex back as a fifteen million dollar guy. Money, yeah. But to be fair, that money's not against cap because it was a trade exception. But anyway, okay, okay, whatever. Um, I think you have to keep him in if Drew Brees is not trained. I don't think you you achieve anything by bringing mm. Brees back. You're going to be in the playoffs. You've beaten Tampa twice, so you have the. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the tie break, break. The yeah. tie break. So you don't need to rush Breeze back. Mm-hmm. You give yourself another two weeks if you keep Hill in. And look, if you get beat by the Chiefs by 30 points, then you're not the first team to get beat by 30 points. Just be ready in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that they just they really want to make sure that they're playing at home in in the playoffs. Well, they have. They will be, though, because they're going to win their division because the Bucs can't go ahead of them, can they? Yeah, but the the, the Packers are only one game back, though. So if if the Packers continue to win and the Saints stumble to a couple of losses, that can open the door for them. So there's... So don't all the division teams play at home? All the divisional winners? Like, if they... Well, like, if the Saints... Say say they finish the second season in the NFC, they will get... they They will play... At home in, in the first game in the playoffs, but if they make it oh, after that, and they have to go to Lambo, uh, then you know that's what has to happen. So, yeah. like they, they want ideally they want to be playing in that dome. I don't think 
Taysom Hill hasn't done much to say. Like he's had a couple. He hasn't had as bad fumbles and stuff as like Cam had. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Patriots, so I I would keep him in for the Chiefs game. I don't think you you're playing the house money against the Chiefs anyway. So I think it's probably going to be too soon for Breeze anyway. I, like well, I could still maybe see him coming back in week sixteen, week seventeen. It just depends on what what they figure out about Taysom Hill. They've they've got him around there. Is 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 a weapon, but is he a quarterback? We don't really know yet. Anything else from week fifteen you wanna you wanna point out real quick? Mm. Mm. Uh, the Dolphins Patriots is probably a, an interesting game in terms of the AFC there, depending on what the I Patriots do so. next week. Um, but it's gonna be. I, I, I think it'll be fun, you know. The Patriots in my in Florida, you know, and. Probably two or Fitzpatrick's like last home game. Yeah, they might make the playoffs. You know, like I'm I, here I, for it. I, I just I didn't want to have uh, the the Dolphins in there because I've got them noted down in uh, uh, week sixteen and week seventeen as as games to watch. So yeah, I, I didn't really want to. Yeah, the the Giants. Any game the Giants are playing, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, so the week the week fifteen game against the Browns, which will be on Sunday Night Football, will be. A big game as well for both divisions. Yeah. Um, so moving on to week 16, and as I mentioned, the Dolphins at the Raiders, which is at the moment finally poised to be a battle for that potential, potentially for that last wildcard spot. Um, and I can I can see them making it. And by them, I mean the Dolphins. Like I, I think that they are still looking pretty handy. They're, they're finding ways to win. That defense is really standing up right now. Um. And the Raiders, they are showing weaknesses. But I, I, I don't know. But anyway, that's a really fascinating matchup. I'm really interested to watch. Yeah. Um, also, the Rams and Seahawks, that is where the division crown could be settled in week 16. What happened to that division? Uh, it's just kind of. They've kind of beat out. themselves out. Yeah. Well, like they've, they've, they've beaten themselves. They've had to play each other so often that they've, like, they've all gone a bit. Off the boil, you know. Well, I mean, it's it's easy to bump up your own win column when you're playing against the NFC East, so yeah. it certainly helps. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think this kind of like looking at the way the NFC has kind of corrected itself and the way the NFC West has kind of come back to the middle kind of shows you that you know this is a sport played by like half a million people in america and only 4000 you know only like 4000 guys get to actually play this as a job and everyone in the nfl is really good and it takes a lot to be the best and it takes a lot to be the worst and generally everyone else is kind of battling for that 8 and 8 10 and 10 and 6 and yeah everyone can beat each other cuz it's a pride thing and there's not really that much between the teams and that just means i've seen since you know, the, the luck draft and me actually watching NFL. Some of the week 17s have been horrendously bad. Like, you know, just nothing to play for. Teams yeah. are like 13 and 3. There's, there's not really there's anyone of, like that yeah, this year. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really... It's, it's close. There's... there's. I mean, and like people don't trust the Steelers to remain with uh, just, just one loss through the rest of the season as well. So it could, could still get closer in the AFC and the Chiefs are probably going to get that number one slot is what everyone well, seems to think. Wasn't that a year, a couple of years ago where the Texans were like 12 and 4 and the Colts were like 12 and you know 11 and 5 and then like the Patriots are 13 and 3 and you know everyone's and the Seahawks and the 49ers are like 
12 and 4. Everyone's like right there and there's a couple there's of, there's a couple of teams for underneath yeah. it mm-hmm. whereas now it's like ever there's a couple of really good teams and then everyone else is kind of in the middle and i think a lot of that's probably down to the the home field advantage not really being there like so the seahawks perhaps are probably yeah. lost games they wouldn't have lost if they'd mm. had a crowd and or, same or, with the steel like i mean the if, they had a def- if, it, the if the seahawks night. had a defense as well it might have helped um for the rest of the season too but i'm saying that to be fair, for a game that has Colt McCoy in it, not having a crowd so you can actually audible and stuff is probably quite <laughs> handy. Can't show everyone. There's not much in the way of lungs. Um, week 17, Steelers-Browns. We mentioned it already. Uh, it might not even mean anything if the Steelers end up resting players, but you better believe that this will be high octane and the Browns are going to be playing for a lot, I'd imagine. Um, 49ers and, and Seahawks for the lows. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a battle okay. this game season. Um, and Bills Dolphins. Yeah, Bills Dolphins. Like, what did, I, what did I say about the Dolphins just fighting for a wild card spot? They beat the Patriots in that Bills game and mean something. Oh man, like, dude, if if they get the break of the ball, they could be lining up for a division title on this final day over the Bills. On having two quarterbacks and not having a guaranteed starter and it's not having a running back. They don't have a running back just now. Mm, it's it's incredible, like what Brian Flores has managed to do there. And um, I think that'll segue nicely into a nice little bit of two I watch, actually, Darren. Now, um, Neil pointed out that there wasn't actually that much this week, but um, he did point out that like during a mass brawl uh, between the, the Bengals and the Dolphins after uh, Mike Thomas of the Bengals, that's the, the, the bad one, um, yeah. basically just cut Jakeem Grant in half on a, on a punt return. Just incredibly illegal, uh, massive brawl. And then there's this image of the of the brawl happening, but then it, you look at the sideline and it's the Cincinnati offensive line just doing what they do best and protecting absolutely no one, which I thought was pretty pretty funny. Uh, that that was his um his, his take on that. And um, he did say it was a bit of an interesting game. Two I didn't play particularly well. Uh, probably should have been picked off once or twice. But uh, Neil notes that the guy's still four and one through his first five games, and uh, he's thrown seven touchdowns with a QB rating of ninety nine. So he feels that for a rookie, he's doing a, he a good enough job. Garoppolo, though? I think he's very much like a Garoppolo, really. He's, he's he's like a game manager style five and one so far. But I mean, like maybe that's this is the way that he's been. Yeah, told like the to way Burrow yeah. wasn't. You know, it's like yeah, they're like we've got a good enough team where you don't need to do everything. We're just gonna work on certain things. It was like I was saying, I don't think they're gonna let the playbook loose until we can turn the corner. Mm-hmm. You can tell when he goes left that he's not quite as quick as he wants to be. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a flexibility Pilates. They're probably going to have him on a program. Mm-hmm. And hopefully at the start of next season when he's actually had a full off season, hopefully in person with the coaches and that, that he'll actually be able to like kind of get that extra couple of milliseconds of pace back. So yeah, yeah. he can turn the corner and not get hit. Because I think they really are picking certain players are not using certain plays because they don't want him to get hit. Mm-hmm. And they're not that worried about that with Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And you can see that when he turns for the bootleg, he has a lot more options because they can trust that he can get away from the rush. Yeah. Whereas I think with Tua, they're like, okay, well, if you go on the bootleg and the first option isn't there and the second option's coverage for it away, mm-hmm. I think they're just te- they're coaching him. Yeah. I, th- I think so. And like Tua is developing a bit of a rapport. Um, I've seen a few nice hookups with Mike Gesicki. Yeah. Uh, oh, some of those catches he's had in the oh, last man. few weeks. Yeah, Mike really Gesicki's good. Getting, getting up there. One handed yeah. catches and stuff. Really impressive, finally. Um, if only he was like that in his rookie season when I drafted him. Um, but um, Neil also noted that just getting benched for, benched for fits is all part of the development. 
he says it's the NFL, you're going to get knocked down physically and metaphorically, mentally. And uh, you know you need you need to know how to get back up. And yeah, I'm, having someone like Fitzpatrick I'm there to teach you, seventy to eighty percent sure that was a medical reason. Because the the yeah. lineman fell on his hip and they didn't want it. They wanted to bring him off to check. And I think they thought they'd already lost the game, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, on, a, on a side note, not too watch related, but Neil was saying he was talking to a work colleague, and he he passed on our, our podcast to him some time ago. So. Uh, uh, to, to the Bears fan out there who knows Neil Shepard, uh, like, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, apparently he was asking what the Bears draft situation looked like for 2021. <laughs> uh, it depends on who the coach is. Um, if it's Nagy, they'll probably be moving, trying to move up in the draft to get a Lance or a Fields. Yeah, he's just like straight um, away just uh, just like looking to the future being like, no, this 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 year's yeah, done. I think... Um, at, least they, at least they have a first round pick this year, right? Do they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think do. the... The issue though is that the Browns, the sorry, the Bears are just one of those teams where it'd have to be a blue chip if they were to draft someone. Like they can't go for the Trubitsky style. They're going to give up so, all of their picks for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, or for Trey Lance, and they're going to talk themselves into some PFF thing that says that he's the better player. Hey, Trey Lance is good, man. He I've, is I've good. seen a little bit, but I mean, but, like it's one of these smaller school guys. But yeah, he's looking good. But the issue is that. They're not going to be able to pick like a Zach Wilson or something because that the fan base won't accept it. Mm. Like they're either going to have to pick up a Darnold for like ten million and go another year and see what the draft looks like the year after, or they're going to have to trade up and get a Fields or Lance because you know it has to be someone who's highly followed. They can't take a gamble because they mm-hmm. gambled on Trubisky. He'd only played twelve college games. Yeah, <laughs> such a weird gamble. I don't. The more I think about how, how I'm sorry, new <laughs> listener, but you don't pick the guy who hadn't lost a game by more than seven points in his life, which is Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Hadn't lost a game by more than seven points since primary school. Yeah. Until he lost that playoff game last year. Yeah. And then you have Mahomes, who's Mahomes. Well, and was was a good player in college who had played three or four seasons and had. But then you pick the guy that had only played eleven college games. But in in Trubisky's defense, he has had, he has now had plenty of experience in losing games yep. by more than seven points. <laughs> so he is he's versed in that regard. Don't worry about it. Um, although maybe he's, you can he's... trade for Deshaun Watson. Maybe Bill O'Brien will come back from the dead and 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 do that for you. Oh my God, no! Don't. <laughs> he just turns up and goes, trade him. I don't need any more Bob in my life. Um, Anyway, yeah, I so that, that, that was that, <laughs> that, that was to a watch. Uh, thanks again to Neil Shepard for uh, for one of my favourite segments of, uh, of of the show. It's certainly certainly going that way. It's just it's, it's good to have a nice little focus on a guy that we've been like tracking for for several years. And I'd like to reward Neil for doing more prep than I have. Yes. <laughs> that, uh, effectively, Darren Darren looks at the scores and then gets his mobile out when it's time to actually do the pod and just kind of flicks through and he's like, oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do watch the highlights though, so. Yeah, sometimes. And I go on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you forgot that there was a game yesterday. Um, yeah, why was there a game on Wednesday? Yeah. Oh man, like it's becoming difficult uh, to do this pod. I didn't even know what week that game was meant to be. Is that, yeah. is that the Friday <laughs> game moved forward because of COVID or is that last week's game we, I don't even know I don't know they've just they started sort of spreading them out I think and just having these well, different slots like and... four games on the Saturday mm. and it, it was COVID related because of Baltimore but you know Baltimore are the golden child so they get moved around yeah. Broncos don't because yeah. no one cares mm-hmm. yeah anyway uh, I think we've said 
way way too much today. As, yeah, it was kind of like fangio time management. Oh not, yeah, not, um... oh should have should have called a timeout probably about twenty minutes ago and, and figured it out. Yeah. Oh no, does that mean we lose again? Uh, I think yeah. Stephen Goskowski's just kicked a field goal into our yeah. flat with a damaged groin. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, it's always going to find a way to beat the Broncos. Or oh, sorry, the Broncos was going to find a way to lose. And I think that Terry <laughs> appears <sighs> AFC Championship game. Yeah, God. Uh, anyway, Dan, I think that'll do because uh, we, we did have uh, a few other ideas for other things we're going to put in there, but I think we'll just save it for next time because yes. we're way over the hour now. And when when the season is over or we have the break between the, the Super Bowl, we can go into some more of the sounds, the stuff that oh, is like related to the week. Oh, we can start about. doing like top ten lists and things yeah. that people love and. Uh, like, do, do, like, do our, like, we can do quarterback rankings, oh and God. I, I, I quite like that because so I can do that. My own, I, I that my Have own you time. seen that Mahomes is the best quarterback? <laughs> prep, prep, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, tell uh, to me about practice. We do. We do still have our our most underrated players uh, thing in the pipeline as well. Um, got a few through from. Uh, the, the legendary Steve Bothwell, uh, friend of the show and friend of mine and father Hamler. of mine. Uh, no, there was no KJ Hamler in there. Um, there was there was some some interesting ones. I think who's he, giving Josh Allen some love as being an underrated player, which the quarterback. Yes, but now, not the guy that pass rushes for the. Jets. No, no, I think he believes that he is even better than people are giving him credit for now because <laughs> this year is like at the beginning of the season. People were saying maybe this is the real deal. People were writing apology forms, but then a bit of a slump. Now when he's coming back again. He played against the Packers last year and hurt his elbow mm-hmm. and missed a couple of games. I literally said in that game mm. that he looked like Rogers and he was playing amazing until he banged his elbow on the back of his like offensive lineman's helmet. Mm. And and that was that. But he's back and he's, back. And he's playing well. And he's playing really well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll be interested to see what he does against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is a very good team. Anyway. Thanks, Joe. Let's do it. Thank you, Darren. And thank you, listeners. Uh, please join us again next week. Uh, hopefully there will be an NFL schedule for us to uh, deal with that won't be quite so dramatic as the, the a game, a day, pretty much, is what it seems to be heading to. Uh, don't really I, want that I to be I love the content, but just... Oh, just, just, just wind it up. It's yeah, like keep four it hours a game. Yeah. Give us a break. Anyway, guys, thanks very much for joining us, and we shall catch you guys next week. Yeah. See you. <laughs>